From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. Today is Monday, June 20th. I'm Lisa Mullins in Boston. Syria's President Bashar al-Assad says he's going to set up a national dialogue, but Syrian activists say their protests will continue. Leaders in the U.S. and Europe plot their next move. The West has to scratch their head and figure out whether they think that Bashar al-Assad can make any reforms or whether they want to do something about it. Also, we hear about Switzerland's slow bicycle movement. This rider was slow, but not slow enough. I think I can do better. And to be honest, I had a beer before. These stories and more coming up. BBC News with Marion Marshall. Syrian activists say their anti-government protests will continue as they rejected a speech by President Bashar al-Assad in which he said he'd set up a national dialogue. Just minutes after the speech, fresh demonstrations were reported in several cities. A spokesman for the activists said they were no longer just demanding reform but a change of government. Jim Muir reports from Beirut. Within minutes of Mr. Assad finishing his speech, protesters were out in the streets of Homs, the country's third biggest city. This is the response to your speech, they chanted. You and those around you are in the rubbish bin of history. As far as the protest movement is concerned, the speech contained nothing new, just a repeat of what they call the empty promises of reform and change that he's laid out before. The Libyan authorities say an attack on a compound owned by one of Colonel Gaddafi's closest advisers has killed 15 people, three of them children. They accuse NATO of using eight rockets to carry out the attack, which pulverized a country estate west of the capital, Tripoli. NATO said its warplanes carried out a precision airstrike against a key command and control site of the Libyan government. The families of a group of doctors on trial in Bahrain for taking part in anti-government protests say they've been tortured into making false confessions. The wife of one of the doctors said he only confessed after being left standing handcuffed for three weeks, unable to sleep. The doctors are accused of taking over Bahrain's biggest hospital as a base for anti-government protests in March. From Bahrain, Rupert Wingfield-Hayes. There seems little doubt that the doctors did support the anti-government demonstrations that swept Bahrain this spring. But their real crime appears to have been to speak out to the international media when the government began its violent suppression of the protests at the end of March. Human rights groups here say the fact that the doctors are being tried in a military court is no accident. It shows the hardliners who have now taken control inside Bahrain's ruling family are determined to make an example of them. Representatives of North and South Sudan have signed an agreement to withdraw their troops from the disputed Abye region and allow Ethiopian peacekeepers to move in. The move to demilitarize the area comes just three weeks before the South is due to secede from the North. The vice president of football's world governing body, FIFA, has resigned. Jack Warner was suspended last month over allegations of bribery, but FIFA said its inquiry had now been dropped. Alex Capstick reports. Jack Warner was being investigated over allegations of his involvement in a cash-for-vote scandal. He was provisionally suspended along with Mohammed bin Haman, a one-time candidate for the FIFA presidency. They were accused of attempting to bribe Caribbean football officials ahead of the election. But following his resignation, all procedures against him have been closed. FIFA said the presumption of his innocence has been maintained. World News from the BBC. 
Senior European Union officials say they're confident that the Greek Parliament will adopt new austerity measures in the next 12 days before Eurozone finance ministers meet to decide whether to release $17 billion. Without the funds, Greece would default on its debts next month. But correspondents say the Greek government is facing daily protests and some ruling party MPs are reluctant to support a new round of spending cuts. In the largest sex discrimination case ever brought before a court, the United States Supreme Court has ruled in favour of the retailing giant Walmart. One and a half million female employees had brought a class action suit in which they accused Walmart of paying women less and giving them fewer promotions. Here's Paul Adams. The court's ruling was all about what constitutes a class action suit. and here all.